Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. As the Bills come up with a gigantic season-saving victory over the Kansas City Chiefs by a score of 20-17. to 17. As the Bills improve to 7-6 and six on the season. Do the Chiefs have a beef with the refs yesterday? A bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. The language of losers. To take away greatness like that. I mean, I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. Go Bills. Patrick Mahomes is washed, cooked, he's got nothing, it's done. It's Kadarius Tony. it's his fault, it's his mistake, nobody else's. The officials did not make a mistake. Mike Danger, it's a victory Monday. Gene Battaglia. Or is this going to become galvanizing? We did it for Sean, we did it for yeah. Sean. In which case, great, congratulations Ty Dunn, you helped out the team that you, you're in their backyard. Great team win, at the end of the day, great team win. We got this man's back. We got your, we got your back. I like the Buffalo Bills and I think they'll make the playoffs. Playoffs? FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. And welcome back into the Sports Bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. Victory Monday. Jay Binkley joins us from 610 Sports, Kansas City, here in about 20, 25 minutes or so. We'll get his his take on the pulse of Kansas City on a day where I'm sure the majority of the talk is centered around uh, an offsides call. That really ended up tilting things in the Buffalo Bills' favor. They get the win at Arrowhead 2017. Jay Binkley stopping by the sports bar later this hour. We appreciate you checking us out in the Odyssey app. It's free to download. Of course, if you're listening locally at 95.7 FM and AM 950. And and don't forget about the video stream as well. You can watch the sports bar at the Fan Rochester on YouTube and on Twitch. Like and subscribe as well. And you'll always know when we're live in the sports bar. Yeah, and want to thank... The good folks at Three Heads Brewing for having us out. Another great time. By the way, we're four and zero on Football Fridays for the Buffalo Bills. Just saying. Whoa. Yeah. Look at you keeping stats. Yeah. It's like that's there's a correlation there. We go and have a good time on Friday. The Bills win on Sunday, so it's good to see Ron, see Greg, see Mike. Yacht Rock John Yacht came John, out. Yacht John and yeah. Jimmy Chris came out. There so was hanging out there a little bit. And, Zach uh, Greatness came out. That's Great, right. Greatness yeah. was there for a second. Yeah. He he uh, stopped by. Everybody that stops by the, all of our regulars and, and everybody at Three Heads and everybody here behind the scenes that makes that happen for us as well. A big uh, huge shout out and a big congratulations. Another successful Friday football talk live and and hopefully hopefully. There's a postseason version of Friday Football Talk Live. I wouldn't be opposed to that, Gino. 
I do know we'll be there for the draft. Mm-hmm. That'll be, but I, I don't want to. We, we got a long way to go. I want this season to have one more here in the month of January. We'll see where that goes. So thank you to everybody that came out, and uh, thanks to the good folks at uh, at Three Heads, and that was a good way to the spruce for on a Friday. Good, oh, good call on that. Yeah. And, and so by the way, while we were there, when last we spoke on Friday, I mean, a good part of our show on Friday, we were talking Bills Chiefs. We were also talking Shohei Watch, right? I mean, there was a private jet flying out of California, flying to Pearson that that everybody was was of, of the belief had Shohei Otani on it, coming to, to Toronto for the sole purpose of signing his deal. Is that is that really how it went down? Is that really how 10 years, $700 million with the Dodgers went down? It depends on who you listen to because it was right at the end of our show then because we had legitimately the guy who works for Major League Baseball, John Morosi. I don't know how you recover from that. Like when you're saying that Shohei Otani is in Toronto when he, in fact, is not in yeah. Toronto and you yeah. actually work with, you could just call the team up and just ask here. But um, so that was le- as legit as you could think. No, that's actually not true. He's staying at home. Well, what happened here? Well, one theory danger, and we had some fun with this, was this was just the ultimate troll job by the agents of Shohei Otani because the Dodgers didn't want to move to 10 years, 700000000 million. We're like, okay, well, then you know what? We're going to go to Toronto. We'll see you. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to up the offer. Now, we don't know <laughs> if that happened because um, it sounds like a, a good plan. Yeah. It, it, ultimately, there was somebody on it, and I don't think it was the troll job because it was actually a Canadian businessman. I don't watch Shark Tank. But oh, Robert Herjavec. Yeah, Robert Herjavec was on that plane so the plane lands okay and the control tower always talks to the plane and the private tower and it's public info so somebody got this on november 616 hotel uh, ground hello yes hello to everybody who may or may may not be on this plane that landed in toronto that was how they 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 you know they didn't even they they didn't know at that point Uh. 700 million espn's jeff hassan reports that actually most of the money is going to be paid out after 10 years. This is like the Bobby Bonilla deal on, oh boy. on steroids, which, Danger, hear me out. It's actually good business, and here's why. The deferred payments. Will the current Dodger owners actually be running things 25 years from now? It, 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 there's very few teams that go generation after generation in terms of ownership. Probably not. So let someone else worry about Shohei being on the books for 2050. It just screams champagne taste, hot dog wallet to me, right? Like it, you can't afford to pay it all but no, over t- the course of the t- 10 years. Who, who could? Like anybody, any billionaire owner. 700 million. That this, is the Dodgers are, are not one billionaire owner. It's a collective of Correct. owners, right? Yeah, including Magic Johnson. Right, right. But if you had, let's just put, uh, let's put David Tepper as the owner, hypothetically, yeah. of the LA Dodgers. You don't think Tepper would just fork over the money and be like, just drop in the bucket, man. Here you go. Well, there's another guy who was like Tepper, and he actually owns the New York Mets, and he didn't do that recognizing like, wait a second, even I have some limits here. But then maybe the Shohei didn't want to play on the East Coast thing. Maybe that was true after all. Do you think there was anything to that? Because I I thought it was curious how earlier last week you get the report that that John Rahm is going to live tour for $600 million. Like we, we just, we didn't even bat an eye at that number. That's over a half billion dollars. Not to win tournaments just to say i'm on the live tour 
That's a lot of money for a pro golfer. And that was just a few days before Shohei signs 10 for $700 million. Now you're approaching a billion dollars. Now you're getting in that ballpark. When we factor in endorsements and everything that's going to go with Shohei well, being a part of the Dodgers, forget it. Yeah, and then I don't know what the Dodgers TV deal is, but I would think if they wanted to export their games to Japan, how big in Japan was this? There were people buying the daily newspapers in Japan just as a souvenir. They were so excited that Shohei broke the bank here. I think it's uh, fantastic for Major League Baseball. It'll be nice to see Shohei playing for a team that you would expect to be contending. Oh, you just think about that lineup. Do you go Betts, Shohei 2, and then Freeman? Or do you bat Shohei 3rd? Or do you bat Shohei Lee? I mean, that is talent. Now compare to the team in loss. Is there a bigger gap in any market than Dodgers-Angels right now? Let's just stop right there. The Los Angeles Angels should not be called the Los Angeles Angels. There's nowhere near. It'd be like us calling our teams the Buffalo whatevers, the Buffalo Amherst. No, it's like you're you're an hour and a half away. What are you doing? You're in Orange County. There was something else that happened leading up to this, during this courtship that I thought was interesting, and that was Dave Roberts getting scolded for talking about Shohei Otani. Yeah. Almost as if to say, I'm Dave Roberts. I'm laying my groundwork. I'm marking my territory. If Shohei's going to be here, I'm still the manager. You got to recognize now, if you're Dave Roberts, the heat has been turned up. If you can't get a World Series, multiple World Series titles, you're gone, man. We've got Shohei. We've got Mookie. We've got Freeman. We've got these this great lineup. There's no excuse. You're winning multiple World Series titles. Dave Roberts is going to be feeling more heat than any manager in major League as baseball. he should as he should and i look at that division like if you're a giants fan <laughs> you're left at the altar again and and for jays fans that, that was a fun week was it not <laughs> that was like you were you were relevant for one week well yeah and, and you got outbid i mean let's face it there was a number that they had in mind they wanted to get to that number we were saying all along it, half a billion is the starting point and how much is it actually going to grow? Wow, 10 years, 700 million. It's amazing. I, you say something with tongue in cheek, okay, in the sports bar, and I'll get to this. You know where I'm going with this. There is one guy that's left behind in Anaheim right now. If you're Mike Trout, you, you can't win there. You can't. Win? Do you not value winning, or do you just like the weather and no media pressure, yeah. and you'll get your 25, 30 dingers every year? Yeah, he's a great baseball player. He's not a winner. Great baseball player, not a winner. I, 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 that always upset me because it's baseball, and one guy cannot, you know, like you know, line up with nine. You're only batting one out of every nine times, but you should be asking out, right? I would think like the, the angels ownership is like, Hey, do you want out? This no. is professional sports, man. If you want out, you can get out. There's always a way to get out. You could find ways out. I mean, we've had these conversations so many times. Oh, the salary cap in the NFL. Oh, this here, this player can't, can't be moved. No trickle. You know, there's a way you can break through anything. If you really, really wanted to do it, you could really do it. Maybe he doesn't want to do it because he's not a winner. I would think that Mike Trout being like available by trade and his contract now, it doesn't look that bad now that you're halfway through. He could help out a number of teams. 
I was playing around with the uh, playoff machine here, and believe it or not, Gino, the AFC East can still be won by the Bills, even with the loss on Sunday to the Cowboys. Here's the scenario, and I know it feels like it's going to be unlikely, but let's suspend our belief for a second here and assume that Miami wins tonight. Next week, the Dolphins host the Jets. Now, given what we saw out of the Jets yesterday against Houston, we know that the defense is nasty, and Zach Wilson was serviceable. Are you willing to suspend your beliefs on Zach Wilson? Because I think... Gino, next. Am, I, am I crazy? Come on, you can't am I crazy way through this. Am I crazy to yes. think that the Jets can win that game? That their yes. defense can slow them down? That they can actually win that? Now, you need the Cowboys to stay hot and then beat Miami in Week 16. Week 17, the Dolphins travel to Baltimore, which feels like a loss for the Dolphins, which leaves us with that Week 18 matchup between the Bills and the Dolphins, and that would be for the AFC East. And if you're the Bills... Winning out, of course, gives you a 99% chance at the postseason. But even a loss to a very good Dallas team on Sunday doesn't mean that the postseason hopes are over. Another division title remains very much at reach. You're just going to want to pay a little bit closer attention to that Dolphins-Jets game next week. No, I'm not even entertaining it. I mean, I, actually, I would think that maybe because I don't know what the thick of Tennessee. like could Division Tennessee- game, Gino. Yeah, division game. And that's if if I have an argument, it's that more than anything. It's a division game. It's a defense that isn't going to quit on their head coach. Robert Sala isn't going to let those guys take their foot off the gas defensively. And they've done it through the course of this season. They've embarrassed good quarterbacks. They didn't do it on Black Friday against Tua and the Dolphins, but they have through the course of the season beaten good teams. The Jets beat the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jets, the, the Jets have a couple of decent wins on their they resume. Beat the Eagles. They beat the Eagles, right? So you could see. Did I say they beat the Chiefs? I can't no, remember. No, no, the Chiefs. Uh, they were they threatened them, and then Patrick Mahomes did the kneel down, which meant that the Chiefs did not cover. That's right. I'm sorry. So that counts in my book. That okay, you, you didn't cover mm. good enough for you. So, I, and I guess my biggest argument for it is that it's a division rival, and you see divisional games go down to the wire. You, it's a they can be a toss up in a given week. Okay. I want to think about this scenario. Follow me on this. Yeah. I don't see that happening, but I do see Buffalo getting in as a six or seven. Who would be the third seed or the fourth seed? I see the Bills going to Arrowhead. Oh, really? A rematch? Yeah, because the Chiefs will still win that division. They have a game of the Chiefs' schedule is so laughably bad. They get the Patriots this week. Woo! And then they get the Chargers. And they think they get the Raiders again. Like, they are going to win out, and they will win the division. But I think what yesterday cost them was the number one overall seat. And maybe if Miami keeps winning, and Danger, you think no, I think maybe finally Miami picks it up. Give Miami the two, and then Kansas City is the three, Buffalo is the six. If Buffalo gets in as the six or seven, you're going to Kansas City or Miami or I'm assuming Baltimore will keep the I one. want no part of that scenario. I want the Bills as the four, as the AFC East champions, and give me Cleveland. Ooh, hell no. Yeah, I want Cleveland. No, 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 no. I want Cleveland. No, 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 no. No, Whoa, no, I'm no. Gene, and I'm afraid of the Browns with Joe Flacco. I'm not afraid. I just think that that's the team, the physical style, and the it. nature. I think it would be like, great. That's the that's the game. That's the matchup I want. 
That's my first round dream matchup for the Bills. Give me the Browns. That's who I want. I want to go back to Arrowhead one more time. Like, like, like you've done it how many times? Like, if it has to be, like when the Red Sox won the World Series finally, well, they had to go through the Yankees. Yeah. So if you're Buffalo, you might as well do it this way. Like, hey, you lost 13 seconds. Go fix that. Go make up for that right now. Would you would you take a matchup in the first round against well, it wouldn't work out that way, would it? If you'd have to win the division and the Bengals would have to find themselves somewhere as like the five seed. If they won the division, Miami would have would, would probably end up as the five. Or Miami would get bounced altogether. If they were to lose to the Jets wow. this coming week. If Miami lost out. If they lost it, not lost out, not lost out, okay. because I think there's a game in there that they would win. Let me look at their schedule here again. Miami has, no, they would beat the Patriots. Uh, they would be, they would be, no, who do they have here? They have the Jets, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. Yeah, they would lose out. They would lose out. They would have to lose out. That's the scenario I'm painting where week 18, the Bills win the AFC East and the, <laughs> the Dolphins. Dolphins are not losing out. They could lose out. Why not? Wait, they've done it before. They've had late season meltdowns before. It's true. This league, who the heck knows? I love it. Um, oh, hey, Sean McDermott made Saturday Night Live. A quick joke on the weekend update. I feel like we would just give one last thought on this because honestly, like if it happened over the weekend, then let's comment on it. I think Peter King has the correct take on this. That McDermott apologized to a team uh, and he apologized to the team now. And back then, uh, King brings up there needs to be one extra step suggesting that McDermott this offseason and not tell anybody about it. Just go do it. Call up the New York firefighters, go there and visit, learn more, and apologize face-to-face. That is assuming that they would actually take McDermott's call. But from this point forward, it's I think the story is kind of dead here, but it's one of those things it's that will always— It's dead. I, I get what Peter King is saying, and I, I appreciate the spirit of what he's trying to get across there, that if you really want to show through your actions that you have— gratitude for for everything that was sacrificed that day that that's what you would do and if you did if losing a, a close family member meant that much to you i i still for love me don't understand how you even look at the terrorists in any sort of positive way or or use them as an example of communicators or teamwork it it I don't. I, I'm not going to crawl inside of Sean McDermott's brain and try and figure out what led him to that. I think. I think where the kind of the, where we're where we're going to leave off with this is whenever McDermott makes a bad decision, the decision it'll be well. He was the guy that thought Nate Peterman would yes. be good and find interceptions, and someday he'll say something dumb and he'll will be like, well, he is the guy that thought this. And my final thought on this, I'm actually going to draw an analogy to another coach that was fired. For completely different reasons. Um, that was Raiders coach Josh McDaniels. And you remember this story from Halloween. He was fired on Halloween. Uh, rightfully so. And finally, uh, Mark Davis had enough. Calls him into the office. McDaniels has kids that are out trick-or-treating. And, and mm-hmm. rather than just kind of wait until the next day or wait until... Like, he calls the kids back home. You can't have fun tonight because daddy got fired. <laughs> I need you here. It just what I'm saying here is that football guys live in their football bubble, and sometimes they don't realize. I could point to Adam Gase and when his wife was giving birth, yeah. and I got to get back. They don't understand the outside world, and I'm just thinking that maybe McDermott is actually guilty of that. It's possible. Um, it's possible. You have plenty of 
off-field decisions that you could call questionable. But then you also look at the on-field decisions and how, as the pressure in a game heats up, they look like a disorganized mess. At the end of the first half yesterday, once again, you have Josh Allen looking at the sideline like, Going, what, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here, What are we guys? doing? Like Josh Allen realizing... Um, this call is not going to work. I'm going to throw it into the ground. What are we doing? Right. What, well, that would have looked Are we not yeah. going to try to, to kick, to, to yeah. get some points here? I mean, there's nothing to lose. Field position doesn't matter. The half is about to come to an end. Do we want to not try a 60 yard kick? Are we worried about the return? If it's short on a 60 yard, like, what are we doing here, guys? And of course, we we spent time last hour talking about how the game ended and the bills with the ball and a chance to really ice it. Under two minutes, at minimum, get Kansas City to burn their final two timeouts, which didn't happen. These are the things that make you believe that Sean McDermott is the head of a disorganized mess when it comes to day of decisions. Non-sports take for you, Gino. And I woke up yesterday morning to a bit of a surprise. Uh, And I know everybody in my neighborhood, in my East Hilton neighborhood. I heard about this because my in-laws, same deal. Power was out. Woke up with no power. Mm, no. All right, okay. All right, let's see how long we can make it through this without without many of our modern conveniences here. Now, this is some prime sad dad material for you here, Gino. I hope you're rel- relishing this and, and just basking it in. Logging on to RG&E's website to report an outage and get an estimated time of restoration. And you know what? For all of the the flack that we give RGE and a lot of it is deserved. For all of the, the the crap that we give them, at least yesterday at my house, I'll give them credit. I saw a restoration time of eleven forty, which had me fully expecting power to be restored by about two o'clock. Instead, it was back on before ten thirty, a full hour before they had estimated on their website. If you want people to like you in in life, learn how to underpromise and overdeliver. I'm going to give you an instant sad dad test here. Meters, do you read them? No. Oh, I was hoping you'd say yes, because that no. would be sad dad. Material. I don't look like, at the bill. Yeah. Sandy looks at the bill. Sandy looks at all of that stuff. And now what the meters are automatic, right? You don't even have to look yeah. at them. But when you look at the bill, I do hear this from my wife. I do hear this from Sandy. Oh, my God. Like, she'll look at the bill and wonder, like, why is it so high this month versus like she she's the one that takes that responsibility away from me. I, if I had that responsibility, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah. I, I mean, I really, it's one of those things that I just don't even question. I probably should. I just like, okay, the bill's in. That's what we spent on electricity. Okay, fine, pay it. But there are a lot of people. Interest rates, that's a sad dad thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of inconsistencies. I've heard a lot of stories of inconsistencies and how, how they get billed. And I imagine that, that that would fall under the sad dad category. Interest rates, you're right, Gino. You Got to keep an eye on those interest rates. Never know when, when, they might, uh, when, when the right opportunity hits to strike. All right. I don't know if this is a tease here or misdirection. Chris in South Central Kentucky tweeting Binkley. How's Binkley today? Everything's still roses. Binkley. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we'll get Binkley on next here in the sports. Oh bar. yeah, that was that. That should not have been called against this team, that quarterback, and this head coach. You don't make that call, fellas. Well, I'm, a- I'm more than anything with Bink. I want to know where he sees the Chiefs' lot in the AFC. Like when you look around the the conference, and you have another set of data points to to look at from yesterday. Are the Chiefs the third, fourth? fifth best team in the conference where are they right now considering that that offense is a bit of a a disaster 
for the first time in a long time, you can say that about a Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid-led offense in Kansas City. They don't look right, and they haven't looked right for the majority of this season. So we'll get Jay Binkley on next from 610 Sports in Kansas City, a follow-up uh, from yesterday's Bills win at Arrowhead, 20-17. to Bink next on the Fan Rochester. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. <laughs> On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott says the defensive end A.J. Epineza and safety Micah Hyde both week to week with injuries. Josh Allen says the postseason, it's already begun. We've been kind of approaching this as this is the playoffs for us. Um, every game from here on out is is that important. Um, we got to keep going. Again, we'll celebrate this one tonight, turn our attention towards the Cowboys tomorrow. Yeah, it is the Cowboys coming to town this Sunday. We'll talk to Jay Binkley, 610 Sports in Kansas City, coming up next year in the Sports Bar. Got not one, but two games on Monday Night Football, both with 815 kickoffs. The Packers taking on the Giants, the Dolphins taking on Tennessee. Buffalo Sabres looking to make it here a three-game point streak as they take on Arizona. Brett Murray getting up to Buffalo. Isak Rosane coming down. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, the fan Rochester. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Well, I, I originally thought it was on us. I didn't know what the flag is. They don't, it's not a flag that they usually call. Um, I was just getting getting up ready to go score. You know, we're going to have a, a minute and 20 seconds left. Um, I think we had all three timeouts, so maybe I had two, but that, that was going through my mind. We have a stance in the sports bar. Blaming the refs after a loss gives off a lot of loser energy. And I'm curious, because I know he did a lot of work last night. A lot of angry Chiefs fans after the Bills get the win at Arrowhead 2017. Jay Binkley, 610 Sports in Kansas City. What was that postgame like, buddy? Well, I'll tell you what, guys. They did. The Royals did sign left-handed pitcher Will Smith today. <laughs> 60 appearances, 4-4 ERA, returning to Kansas City since the first time since 2013. They really needed this guy in the bullpen. I love that you guys are starting to talk baseball early. Love it. Jay, he was offside. 
<laughs> Who, Von Miller? No, Von Miller was totally offside. And I suggest anybody, the play after the Kadarius Tony, I suggest anybody grab the All-22 film and watch Von Miller way over, like a yard over the line of scrimmage when that ball was snapped. Something the Chiefs lost the AFC title game in overtime, Mahomes' first year starting because of this play that they did themselves with D. Ford when he jumped offside. So we're talking about Von Miller being offside to the play before oh, it that's, because uh, the Von Miller wouldn't have happened if the Kadarius Tony play. He was offside. He's yeah. way offside. Kadarius Tony was way offside. All right, so here's my theory on this, Jay. Way offside. Okay, so was Patrick Mahomes really just angry at Tony for screwing that up, and he realized my list of, you know, what is that? At Festivus, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, aggravations here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of airing of grievances. Yeah, yeah, and his list of grievances, the referees after last week. So was that a little bit of displaced anger by Mahomes on the sideline, Jack? Here's the thing. It's kind of been building up like a volcano. And here's the one thing. And I credited the Chiefs last week in the postgame show because they were screwed out of that game against the Packers. You guys saw it. MBS was. You know, the guy was draped all over him, and it should have been a pass interference. It would have been a spot foul, and the Chiefs would have had the ball of 46 seconds inside the eight-yard line. Um, you know what play I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But but afterwards, the Chiefs took the high road. Andy Reid didn't blame the officials. Pat Mahomes says, hey, I'm fine with just letting the guys play. And he said that even last night. Someone asked him about the Von Miller offside, and he says, who cares? You know, just let, let the guys play. Let the guys play the game. And he even said, uh, Patrick Mahomes, which I doubt is making the news much in Buffalo, but he even said it afterwards. He said, still, I don't know if we win that game, even with the Kadarius-Tony touchdown. He goes, I don't know if we win the game because Josh is on the other side, giving Josh too much time. So Mahomes even gave credit uh, to Josh Allen, that you're probably not hearing out in Buffalo today, but uh, Jeff Darlington has it on Twitter um, where Mahomes said that after the game in his press conference. But, no, I think it's frustration. I think it's frustration with the offense. And I think he's pretty upset that the officials didn't communicate uh, with him, which they don't really have to do. I mean, it's a courtesy, but that was the controversy. Did he did he know it was offsides or not? There, there's no excuse for it. You know, I'm tired of this Kadarius Tony experiment at times. He had a drop pass. He lost the Chiefs the game single-handedly to Detroit. you got to focus, man. I see peewee football. Guys will look at the line judge. Yes. You, get a, you know, a thumbs up or down. It happens everywhere. There's no excuse for a former first-round pick to be staring right at the football and not know he's staring at it with a team that's been the three of the last four Super Bowls. No excuse for it whatsoever. And not only that, but he, he was clear. This, they they want to make this a point of emphasis, right, the, uh, the offsides. There's been 13 calls so far this year. Chiefs haven't been called for it since 1995, but they, they're making an emphasis because of one thing, Philadelphia Eagles, the tush push. Mm. They're so concerned with the tush push. Uh, Dean Blandino came on our station today and was talking about that because of the tush push. They're now really checking the line of scrimmage and where guys are lining up because they're concerned about this. And Kadarius Tony uh, found out, uh, let's put it this way, but I didn't like the optics of it, guys. I didn't like... When he was running his route, he and Kelsey kind of separated their separate ways, and Mahomes hit Kelsey with the ball first. I didn't like Kadarius Tony's body language. It was kind of like throwing his arms. He kind of showing up as quarterback. And I didn't like that because like, he was open, but he was open because the corners actually broke off of him to go after Kelsey. But I didn't like the optics of a guy showing up as quarterback. Um, so that was just a bad play all around for Kadarius Tony. Is there anything that that guy can do to redeem himself with this team? Why is he still on the roster? Well, he had to return last year in the Super Bowl. You know, the longest uh, return in the Super Bowl. Um, he's got a ton of potential, guys. It, it reminds me of 
you know, a guy for the Royals, Adalberto Mondesi, and, you know, made his debut against the Mets in the 15 World Series. And this guy had so much promise, and he was great, and he could switch hitter and power and speed and uh, whatnot. But he, he couldn't stay healthy, and that's been Kadarius Tony's thing. But then it's these little mental errors. It's not catching the football. Um, it's been a major problem uh, for Mahomes' receivers this year. Um, it, last night, it was, you know, kind of showing up your quarterback. So, he shows you the potential. Like sometimes he shows you the flashes. Like I, I see why this guy's a first round pick. But to be honest with you, I've been calling for it for the last couple of weeks. Richie James, who only had eleven snaps, is back healthy now. He's the guy that should get uh, Kadarius Tony snaps. To be honest with you, this guy had fifty seven catches last year for the Giants. Career year with the New York Giants last year in yards and catches. He needs to replace Kadarius Tony because you have to mentally. When you're when you're playing with this team and you're seated as high as the Chiefs are and you have expectations, you can't have these mental lapses like lining up when you're staring at the football. I mean, yeah. come on! And then their whole controversy, guys, was with the did he check with the line judge or not? That was a big controversy because CBS had two tweets last night. One producer, then Tracy Wolfson, who did the sideline, backed it up so I could confirm the report. So I'm sitting there doing the post game, going, "Okay, did he check with the officials or not?" Because if he checked with the officials. That's a problem for the NFL. And Roger Goodell needs to be apologizing to everybody today that they told Kadarius Tony's fine, and then they, then they throw a penalty on it because uh, it cost the Chiefs a game. But I didn't believe it because if you're, if, <laughs> if you're accused of, of checking with the official and you're fine, you're holding a press conference after the game. You're clearing your name, but he didn't do that. And he didn't tell Andy Reid. And Andy Reid today in his press conference confirmed that Kadarius Tony did not uh, check with the uh, with the line judge on the side. Did not check, which people do all the way since Pee Wee football. Yeah, Jay, I expect Andy Reid to get fired. You can't say the officiating's embarrassing, but he's in a position where he's got to back up his quarterback. So I understand uh, the you know what Andy not fired, did. fined. Excuse me, f- did I say fired? Yeah. Okay, we can fire him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I, he didn't back down that. Day. He didn't back down that day in his press conference. I, and I appreciate that and respect that. And it, it's not, he's not mad about the call being wrong. The call is right. What Andy Reid has said, he had over 27,152 snaps in the NFL. He's never had that been called to him, ever. And this guy's number two all-time in postseason wins, number four all-time in, uh, in NFL victories, and he's got two Super Bowl trophies and been the four. And he's never had an offensive player offside. Because usually, you know, refs will give him warnings or something like that. I mean, that's pretty customary. They don't have to do it. And Jay, that was egregious, you, you what, he, that was egregious school, what he did. You call high school sports, we do too. Because most athletes learn yep. at that level. They look at the official. It's yep. the same 100%. thing. So I guess I'm just curious also about. Mahomes' behavior at the end of the game, and one of our camera guys, Thad Brown, caught sure. the exchange with, like, like, what was the reaction in Kansas City last night, or maybe has it changed today? Are people there saying, yeah, yeah that's our guy, that, good that he's angry like that, or, like, dude, what, what the heck, Patrick? What, there are what people kind of- saying that he's embarrassed himself with those actions. See, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, come on, because the ultimate competitor. You know, he, he, people love it when Michael Jordan does that, or people love it when LeBron James shows some passion, shows some fire. Pat hadn't showed that side of him. And he was just furious with the way things were going. And keep this in mind, this has been a bad year with officials missing calls against the Chiefs. I know people think it's the other way around, but it's actually not. I mean, they, they, they played the Raiders a couple weeks ago. The Raiders didn't have any penalties. I think it's a culmination of all these things happening. 
and he wants to see, you know, the officiating get better. And, you know, guys, before this game even started, and Schefter was talking about it, Mike Florio, they had articles about the officiating in the NFL. You guys know how bad it is. Every fan base in this country, of any NFL team, complains about the officiating. They just do. They can blame Chiefs fans all they want, but they all complain about it uh, in every single city. But do you know what these officials do, guys? You know what their jobs are? I mean, it is fun to look at this. Lawyers. Um, Sales managers, like yeah. two or three sales managers, current guys. The guy last night, I believe, is a sales manager as well. CPAs, tax attorneys. One's an athletic director and, and, and basketball coach. And these are the, the heads of the officiating crews. Yes, they have full-time guys, but not the heads of the officiating crew. These guys, they, they are paid extremely well. They're paid over $200,000 a year. Much of, many of them make much more than that. Full-time officials, this is a billion-dollar industry. You have people gambling what, 19 different states now for the NFL. Get it right. Everybody wanted the real officials to come back when the replacement officials were doing games. Is it that much better? But the calls are getting bad. And no, I'm not blaming the officiating because I'm like you guys. That's, a, that's kind of a loser's mentality. I love the way the Chiefs handled that Packers game because they didn't complain about the officiating. Last night, guys, I think was just a little bit of frustration. And you asked me about the fans. Fans are getting frustrated. They think the sky's falling at some point. But then they have to realize this. The Chiefs are still a third seed. They have the 30th toughest schedule in the NFL on Tankathon. The only tough game remaining is the new, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, and it's not Joe Burrow and it's at Arrowhead Stadium. But they are 8-5. and five. They hold the tiebreaker of the Miami Dolphins. Beat them head-to-head. Head. They hold the tiebreaker of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Beat them head-to-head. They have a better conference record than the Baltimore Ravens. They would be seated higher than them. So they're 8-5. and five. They're, For as bad as they've played, they're sitting right where they want to. And you have to remind people that they're still sitting right where they want to. They just got to run the table. I mean, they have to refocus, forget about what happened last night, focus on the Patriots, and move forward. It is good for this football team. They moved that game from Monday night to Sunday afternoon. Great for them. Jay, um, you're talking about where they are right now as a, as a three in the AFC. I was wondering, yeah. I mean, we're playing around with the playoff machines and, and looking at seedings and scenarios and how it could all play out. Are the Chiefs actually the third best team in the AFC? Are they no. worse than third? Are they better than third? Where do you have them? They're, they're not playing as a, as a top three seed right now. I'd say that they'd be, they kind of belong where the, uh, yeah, you know, around team six, seven, and then eight that's on the outside looking in the playoffs. I think they're a fringe team, and I think they kind of belong in that group of seven and six teams, uh, to be honest with you. I, I think they belong more there than they do at the top, albeit they have beaten the Dolphins at the head. They have beaten the the uh, um, the Jaguars at the head in Jacksonville. That was a road game uh, for them. So, but, again, it's what you're doing right now. I mean, everybody's got flaws in this league. Every team has I – mean, the Bills have games they shouldn't have lost. The Jaguars have games they shouldn't have lost. The 49ers lost three straight games, including to an XFL quarterback that's no longer on the team. Things happen in this league. They just don't usually happen uh, in the month of December. But I do believe the Chiefs kind of belong until they can prove otherwise. Even that defense is very good. Told you guys for months it's going to be a good defense. Yeah. Um, they, only let, they don't allow over 24 points except for once. They're third in the NFL in points against. But those Bills are no joke. This is the best team all around the Chiefs are playing. Top five offense points per game, top five defense points per game. Statistically, the Bills are a very good team, and I thought this uh, was going to be a great matchup uh, for the Chiefs. I don't know what's happened all year. You know, I've seen as many games you know, as possible, but th- that's a good team, and that's a good quarterback. 
at the helm of that team. And they, they played, I believe, their best opponent last night. Yeah, so Jay, we were playing around with us, and I could see the Chiefs you know, winning the division, but maybe end up as, as the three seed. And I could see yeah. Buffalo. Now, if Buffalo wins out, it's like 99% they'll, they'll be in. And sure. I, Danger thinks that there's a shot at the, the division. I do not. Under the, the, under the you know formula that they'd be a wild card Buffalo, would you sign up? For the first round matchup, three, a Kansas City third seed taking on a sixth seed in the Buffalo Bills. At this point, no. Buffalo is the better team right now. I mean, Buffalo is is better than the Chiefs right now. Um, they proved it last night. And you know, you take it. You can't really take the Kadarius Tony play out because that's what they have. I mean, they, the Chiefs are hurting the wide receivers. The wide receivers are hurting this football team at times. Right now, the Buffalo Bills are better now. Can the Chiefs turn around like other teams in the NFL are and start to play good football here towards the end? Like the like the Eagles are going the wrong way. You know they're going the absolutely wrong way. They've lost about twenty plus points in back to back games. Exact wrong way. The Cowboys going the right way. The Forty ers are getting hot. And this team, you know, as I said, have lost three games before. If they can win, if they can go on a roll and beat the Patriots, win on Christmas Day against the Raiders at home turn in a good game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and they finish up against the Chargers, and who knows uh, what's going to happen in that game. Brandon Staley's probably going to be ran. Justin <laughs> Herbert, who knows if he's going to play or not. But if they can finish strong, I think the Chiefs can be can be a good team and get right back in their top three. And I'd say that I'd take the Chiefs in the postseason only because they've been so damn good in the postseason. I mean, they've been in the AFC title game five straight years, and they've only lost in overtime or gone to the Super Bowl. So I'd have to lead the Chiefs that way. But right now, the Buffalo Bills are better than the Chiefs. Jay, with all these teams at 7-6, and 8-5, and five, I mean, the conference is wide open. So today, I just wanted to get your take as to who's, who's, who are you believing in? Who, who's real in the AFC? Is it just Baltimore? Is that where the conversation ends? You know, I think so. I mean, you look at, and again, if you go statistically, the Buffalo Bills belong there with everybody. I love teams that rate highly on both points per game on offense and defense. Now, the Ravens uh, last night when I looked, they were seventh, I believe, in points per game on offense. They were number one on defense. It's pretty good. That's a score of eight if you added up their offense and defense. The Bills are sitting there at 10. Uh, The coaching is great. John Harbaugh is a great coach. Um, he's done always done a wonderful job with that team uh, when they've had injuries, but they've had scratching losses uh, this year, and it's really hard to comprehend. Now we'll see what happens. I do think Baltimore right now is the best team in the AFC, but we'll see what they do going to Jacksonville, which you never know which team you're going to get. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Then they have to fly to San Francisco, another tough one. They still have to play the Dolphins. They still have to play the Steelers, and I know the Steelers just got pounded by the Patriots. Okay, but the Steelers did beat the Ravens earlier this year and it is a rivalry game. So the number one toughest schedule in the NFL is the Ravens. Let's see how they kind of match up. If they can go through this uh, gauntlet of a schedule and finish up strong. But right now them, I'd like to say Miami, but they just don't beat teams with winning records. They, they don't do that. They're very good against anybody else, but they need to prove it first because they're not proving it. No, uh, Jay Binkley, 610 sports in Kansas city. Uh, last one for me, Jay. And, uh, it's the Pacheco question. How much did that affect Kansas City's offense not having your running back? Because I thought at times, like, why don't the Chiefs actually stick with the run a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, Clyde looked fresh at times. And I was kind of, Clyde get hurt. Clyde get hurt because, uh, you know, they pull him out there. I think it, he went in as the fifth leading rusher uh, in the AFC, and they have been leaning a lot more on Pacheco. He's been putting up more 100-yard games here 
Um, he runs so hard. He's been catching the ball well out of the backfield. I think it makes a difference. But Jerick McKinnon, this guy, he did play. Jerick McKinnon did. He had a touchdown. You guys, he had nine touchdowns last year. All nine came after December 1st. So this is when he shined. So getting the ball more to Jerick McKinnon, which he still played in this game, and a Clyde here and there, I don't think it made too much of a difference. Uh, to be on, to be honest with you, but they were able to run at times. Buffalo's run defense twentieth in the NFL. The Chiefs were nineteenth. I expected both of these teams uh, to be able to run well in that game, but I think it could have made a bit of a difference. But the Chiefs were just so uh, intent on really hammering the middle of the field, um, which they did. Uh, exactly why they need Zach Ertz, guys. It's why Zach Ertz needs to come play for the Chiefs. I know he's not going to break uh, anything open wide open. But he does have 46 career NFL touchdowns. And he what? He catches the football. Jay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm negative. No. Uh, Jay, listen, man. You, you're doing the Lord's work with that pregame show after a loss like that. I can't imagine some of the calls that you had to deal with last night. And, and I, you know, uh, bitter after a loss, the way they lost and the way it all went down. Everybody's been there. We all know what that feels like, certainly here uh, in our neck of the woods as well. you got to rationalize it, you know? You, you, you know, gotta... though, but you know how this works. I mean, we, we are going to have another conversation before this season is up. Oh, I, I feel like 100%. it's an inevitability, once again. 100%. But you got to rationalize it, and you, and you sit here. And you go, how many teams in the NFL would like to be eight and five, but be the number three seed? But in Kansas City, the expectations get to a certain point. And we all know, guys, the Patriots had their lull. They'd win Super Bowls, then go in a lull, and then they'd come back and be good again. It is tough to be good every year in the NFL. You know, that's the Rams. They're finally coming back around after winning a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The Buccaneers, what happened to them? Of course, Tom Brady's gone. But these teams aren't backing it up. They're winning a Super Bowl, but they're going away. Like the Chiefs have been consistently good, and you know what? Sometimes things, sometimes the check becomes due, but they're still they're eight and five. If you were to look at this glass half full, they're class half empty. They are eight and five. They are the three seed, and they have an extremely easy schedule. Jay, you're the best. Uh, if we don't talk, happy holidays, my friend. Always great to have you on. You guys, you guys take care. You're the best. I think we're going to talk again at some point. But hell, if you just want to talk about the AFC or whatever. Well, I'd be be happy to do it. But uh, so to sum it all up, guys, Canaries Tony's was offside. Von Miller was offside. Um, Buffalo Bills are a better team right Von now. Von Miller was offside. <laughs> he let, was. Let, let's let that go. That that didn't he happen. was, guys. Nah. nah. All right. I, I didn't see a Merry fire. Christmas. Happy no, Christmas. Yeah. You got it, Jay. Take care, Jay Bickley. <laughs> Six Ten Sports in Kansas City. Um, there's a new angle here, at Danger, because we've all seen the overhead shot. Oh, is this the angle that shows that Von Miller was offside? No, oh. Von Miller is onside. Oh. This is uh, this is actually cell phone footage. Like somebody right down the line, just just filming, like as a fan, like maybe in the first row. And Jordan Schultz has has tweeted this out. Tony does point. At the official, but then he he, he does it like kind of like I'm not I don't care about your response. He comes over and he's pointing to him, but he doesn't wait for the official to to respond. So the official doesn't respond, mm. and then the play goes off. Mm. So it there is I'll, I'll concede that he he's doing something in the direction of the linesman. Do you think moving forward, Kadarius Tony will check in with the linesman every time he lines up to catch? He should be cut. Okay, but if, if if he's still on this yeah, team... You can't cut him because you invested when you traded for him. You made that investment, and, and it isn't panning out. Which, you know... Well. 
Shocking. It's so sad I to see something. I just want to point that out. What down was that that was fourth down? No, it wasn't. It was second down. Yeah. You had, you had three more chances to get a redo on That's that. right. Uh, all right. We're going to get to happy hour next. We have plenty of time for your calls. It's a victory Monday in the sports bar. 866-4-F-A-N is the phone number. 585-866-4326. Plenty to get to your reaction to yesterday's game. And we start to look ahead to Sunday's matchup against those red hot Dallas Cowboys. That's all coming up next on the fan Rochester. You're listening to the sports bar with danger and Vitaglia. <laughs> On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.